Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything, and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Welcome to episode three of All You Need to Know, back in better than ever. We can we can probably take that now, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mike and Mike finished up uh, this, this last week, and ESPN, if you need two guys to talk about anything for three hours in the mornings just uh let us know just give us a call yeah we're we're your guys here is some noteworthy news all right so this weekend or this past weekend the justice league uh fell short at the box office warner bros Mm -hmm. uh dc movie that it's pretty costly justice league movie uh misfired with a 94 million dollar opening weekend at the north american box office and that's two million short of the studio's estimates on sunday so that's not terrible but of course they had high expectations for a movie that was you know supposed to rival uh i guess marvel's avengers or anything, right. something like that and it wound up launching with only the eighth largest opening of 2017 so well have you ever really gotten into dc movies not really and uh, i mean I'd, i haven't been super into i say super superhero <laughs> movies right I, but i haven't gotten too into uh like the avengers and stuff like that either but I know about those more so than I do. The, yeah, because this DC is DC characters. This uh, this Justice League is it's the fifth installment of this DC extended universe. Because uh, of course they had uh, Batman versus Superman, Suicide mm. Squad, Man of Steel is a while ago. Wonder Woman did pretty good. I think that's the uh, the highest grossing film that they've had uh, out of the five. Suicide Squad was really good. I liked it. I. But still, just you know, whenever you and it's of course you compare them. If you compare these these DC movies to the Marvel ones, it, you know you do see something that's just missing. I, yeah. I feel like Marvel, I think, knows what they're doing whenever it comes to to movies, making them entertaining. And just for some reason, if I see a Marvel movie advertised, I I want to go see that. And then yeah, uh, like this, the Justice League was on TV, and the you know it's a big cinematic. Uh, trailer right and i watched the whole thing and then it's over and i say well i don't really want to see that yeah no i feel like i, I just saw the movie because they showed everything in the in the trailer yeah it, se- it seems like they they continue to swing for the fences and uh they're striking out yeah. which of course you know i'm sure some people do prefer the dc movies yeah but there's something just about the marvel movies they're a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, while still being action packed, and they're also right. they're also funny that that's something i enjoy if i'm yeah. going to see a movie i i usually look to laugh but uh, the thing is, you've got a you've got a pretty good cast here for the Justice League movie. Of course, you got Gal Gadot. She's you know a rising. I think she'll be a great yeah. great actress. And uh, Ben Affleck, he's well known. Right. But I heard I actually heard that Ben Affleck uh, is kind of wanting out of the whole Batman thing. I mean, how long do we keep guys in the Batman role? I feel like he's hardly been in there for. It doesn't seem. I mean, how long was Christian Bale there? Christian Bale was. I mean, he was there for the three movie installments, and those were spread out. So. Yeah. But I think that was more of a planned thing, and I, I don't know. Maybe Ben Affleck just doesn't see him. I don't. I definitely don't see Ben Affleck as a superhero. So maybe no. he's, he's starting to realize that maybe that's not his uh, his thing. Yeah, probably not. I don't know what I see Ben Affleck as though. That is true. I mean, <laughs> and I mean, who else? Who else do you think he could could play Batman if you if you stuck him in there? Oh, I think I, I've heard some talks about Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. would be good. Be Gyllenhaal a weird would... Batman, but yeah, still a Batman. Creepy. And it's one of those things where you, you got to look for uh, a younger, like middle-aged guy. Right. So it's on the way out almost. Yeah. Right. Well, anyways, moving on to the next thing. Uh, of course, in the news is always Donald Trump. 
Always. And Trump, every day. Trump is finally set to pardon something. Is it now? Isn't that great? That's that's good to hear, right? That, You're like, yeah. wow, Trump's actually doing something. Yeah. That's that's going to be something that we can be proud of. Uh, but he is pardoning a turkey, so. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe the turkeys will thank him, unlike Levar Ball. Yeah. Uh, LeVar Ball and Donald Trump, if you ever thought that those two would be feuding, especially with Donald Trump as president. It had to happen at some point before the year was over. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Trump's set to pardon a turkey. Uh, The White House announced that he'll be employing his pardoning powers. uh, It was today, or or Tuesday, yesterday, of of course. So uh, it'll be two turkeys, uh, one of them's Drumstick and Wishbone. So those are, are of course, pretty funny names for for turkeys, a a little bit punny, but... Uh, they're handpicked by the National Turkey Federation, and uh, basically what happens, uh, presidents have, have been pardoning turkeys for a while. It it was it began during the Harry Truman administration, yeah, and it kind of faded there for a while under uh, Gerald Ford, Richard Nixon, but uh, some past presidents have brought it back, and and I actually kind of think it's funny and it's enjoyable. And yeah, it kinda it's like lighthearted. A, yeah, it's a break. It's a break from the serious jobs of president. Right. But after pardoning a turkey. Uh, basically, the turkey just gets to live through Thanksgiving. So, uh, like last year's turkeys, uh, they go to this gobbler's rest exhibit where students and veterinarians care for the turkeys. Uh, the public can visit and learn about the university's teaching, research, and outreach programs in the poultry sciences. So, I mean, it's aware. I mean, I feel like any animal knows and has the fear of, oh my God, I'm about to die. <laughs> so, I mean, whether whether they know it or not, we feel the thankfulness for them. Which tur- turkey is, uh, of course, a, a, a primary part of a Thanksgiving oh, yeah. meal uh, and a Christmas meal. So this is a bad time of year for turkeys. And so these these two guys are, I guess, definitely lucky to be pardoned by President Trump. Yeah. Uh, if anybody, I guess. You know, I had heard when I was still, I don't know if it was when I was in middle school or high school, but I had heard at one point that... Um, the turkey was almost made our national bird mm. before they decided on the eagle. I guess I would be fine with that. I wouldn't. Well, can you imagine? No, like that puts us in a position, though. It makes you think: where would we be today with Thanksgiving? Yeah. Plus, instead of like a soaring, you know, statement of a bird, we have a flightless bird. That oh yeah. Is pretty much stuck <laughs> to the ground, and I don't yeah. think that's a great representation of our nation. And you but... see, you see the great picture, the patriotic pictures of the eagle from the side view, and it just you, yeah, it, it kind of like, wow. you can gives you chills. But you look at an eagle from the side view, or side view, or, or yeah, a turkey, a turkey from the side view, and it's just you get the yeah. you get the beard, and it's yeah. Kind of looking like Mitch McConnell. Oh uh, yeah, it's right. Like Mitch McConnell <laughs> being our state, our national bird. We like sports and would like to tell you about them. Well, it's the game that everybody's been waiting for, mm. uh, Saturday at 11 o'clock, where two mediocre teams battle to see who is the least mediocre of right. the two. Right, uh, Kentucky will play Louisville, and it's at it's at uh, Kroger Field, correct? Yeah, yes, because I believe of, so. Because, of course, Kentucky, it was, it was at Louisville Kentucky last came year. into mm. Louisville last year and, and beat them. Uh, yes, sir. Whenever they were having a pretty successful year, so I was very uh, disappointed in the in the Louisville Cardinals there. But this weekend, Louisville is uh, coming in as a ten point favorite. Yep. Louisville is coming off a win against Syracuse, fifty six to ten. That's one of their better victories this year. Right. Of course, this, this Syracuse team knocked off Clemson. Right. And uh, I think people expected Syracuse to give Louisville a little bit of a of a push, but yeah. Um, and then Kentucky's coming off of a, of a loss to Georgia, forty two to thirteen. Yeah, definitely. So, Definitely a lot, <laughs> a lot more momentum coming into this game for Louisville uh, than Kentucky. Kentucky. That's, that's two totally opposite ways to you know you win a game 
uh, in the blowout, and then you also lose a game in a blowout. Yeah. So uh, they'll they'll meet each other here at uh, here in Lexington, Kentucky. And uh, what Man, do you think? I really do feel good about Kentucky. They've had a pretty good year so far. I mean, you you put them up against a team like Georgia, and obviously they're going to be outmatched in every position. But I do feel good about this game. Um, this is one of the better seasons they have had, and Louisville has kind of had somewhat of a disappointing season. And right. I, I would like to see the Cats do it two years in a row. Uh, and as you said, you you feel good about this game. Mm-hmm. I never feel good about a Louisville-Kentucky game, whether it's basketball, <laughs> football, uh, lacrosse, water polo. Oh, yeah. I don't follow Louisville Man. water polo, but I'm sure if they played Kentucky, Kentucky would beat them. For so, sure. Uh, <laughs> as a Louisville fan, I'm used to Kentucky being better at uh, at basketball, but football yeah. has always been something that we've uh, kind of been to. able to fall, fall yeah. back on. And last year, of course, we have a fantastic team, and Louisville kind of stumbles there at the end, and of course one of the stumbles was a loss to Kentucky. Right. Uh, this year, Louisville's defense is, has been pretty lackluster, uh, but it's shown it's shown glimpses of, of hope, you know, here and there. We, we got a new defensive coordinator this year, and, you know, all the same guys are there, but something about the schemes, they're not working as, as great this year because we've had some, some pretty bad losses. But then also, like, of course, last week we held Syracuse, which is a pretty volatile offense to, to only right. 10 points, so... Uh, but something that I think strong about Kentucky is they have they have a pretty good offense. Their yeah. offense is strong this year. Steven Johnson is a, one of the better quarterbacks that they've had in a while. Um, I mean, and then you got Benny Snell at running back. I mean, they can they like to run the Wildcat. I don't necessarily like it when they do, but they can. They have to run the Wildcat. They yeah. They're the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, if it's you, if the it's Wildcat mandatory. is not in the playbook. Then right. there's no point of it's, calling yourself. Yeah, the I assume that it is mandatory that they have it in there and that they do run at least a certain amount of plays in right, it of course. every game. But, yeah, now we are we're going to have a little bit of a loss. Um, I got a notification the other day that mm-hmm. our uh, tight end, who has really been one of our better targets for the year, yeah. um, may be out for the season with a foot injury. Well, the great thing about that is there's always somebody that comes up and has a big game against Louisville whenever oh, yeah. it's Kentucky, so you're tied. Well, your that's backup, what we're – Probably that's what... your backup, backup tight end will come in and yeah. score a couple touchdowns. Let's hope so. But uh, yeah, something that I've noticed, Kentucky's run running is is great. You said Snell. Yeah, Benny um, Snell. He's a, he's a great running back, and something that Louisville doesn't have is a is a consistent running back. They had a guy uh, coming in this year towards ACL and in, in spring training, so yeah. he's just now working his way back in. And they they actually have a guy, uh, Reggie Bonifon. He was a quarterback. He started Louisville. out as as quarterback, didn't he? He was a quarterback at Louisville for I think maybe a year, oh. a couple of years ago before Lamar showed up. And uh, he's just such a great athlete, but whenever you have a guy like Lamar come in, you can't, you know, say, right. "Well, sorry, Lamar, you have to sit on the bench." Right. You could win a Heisman this year, but we've got this quarterback and he's yeah. older than you, so we're going to play him. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, Bonifon, uh, he he is the running back occasionally. He goes out and plays wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, the thing that Possibly. I don't like is they keep trying to make Bonifon happen. And sometimes if you keep trying to make something happen, it doesn't work. Yeah. And Bonifon is a great athlete, but I just I don't know if he fits into the the running scheme. Yeah. As much as I don't I don't really think that Louisville has much of a, a running offense. But of course, talking about Lamar, you've got him back there, and he's still doing Lamar things. He's, right. He's having a great year, and of course, he's not being recognized as much this year because the team's not having that great of a year. Yeah. But he's still. Uh, he has 23 passing touchdowns this year, 17 rushing touchdowns. He's accounting for uh, so much scoring at Louisville. Like he's setting records. It seems like every oh, game. Oh yeah. And 
I don't know. If you, you have to be, any team has to be scared of Lamar whenever whenever he's up on the next next week. Uh I don't know about scared. I, I imagine you do get some opponents that are fearful. Um, but I'd be excited if I was on the other team. Well, I'd be like, oh boy, you definitely, you definitely, Lamar. you definitely do have some sort of excitement. There's more energy that goes into preparation for this one player because you know that that player brings something to the table that no other player really brings in the country. Right. So. That's one thing that it, it just takes extra preparation for. You just kind of really have to zone in and focus. And hopefully Kentucky did a decent job of that last year. Um, really contained him there in the last few minutes of the game. Yeah. Um, Lamar fumbled it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was. I thought that that was going to cost him the Heisman. You thought that the fumble, which, yeah, of course, he started at hot last year and he kind of cooled off. But right. then he still ended up taking home the Heisman, which was which I was happy about because right. you know, I think he deserved it. Yeah. There wasn't anybody else that was, that was putting up numbers like he was. But the thing is, uh, Louisville's defense has really held them back this year. Yeah. And something that I think, you know, like I said earlier, Kentucky's offense is probably their best thing. So it's yeah. going to be, I literally think it's going to be a shootout. It it very well may be because Kentucky's La- defense is not anything special either. So neither neither of the defenses are going to be that great. You could probably put, um, I don't know, like 11 80-year-old men out on the field and they might be able to cover <laughs> uh, the opposing team of Louisville a little bit better than the defensive. So, so here's the thing, though. Do you take Kentucky's pretty decent quarterback and strong running game against Louisville's defense, or do you take Lamar Jackson – over Kentucky's defense. See, you know, that's a. I'm going to take Louisville. I'm going to definitely take Louisville because Lamar is is a guy that he can win the game by himself. He, we don't really necessarily need a running back because Lamar can run the draw. He can uh, scramble whenever he needs to, and he can make up for the lack of a running back that we have. And of course, uh, if it gets down to a close game, I'd feel a lot more comfortable because Kentucky's really good at losing close games. Uh, well, <laughs> you got me there. Yeah. Now, however, I will say the close game last year, mm-hmm. and we ended up pulling that one out. Um, I think that if Lamar, if Lamar doesn't fumble there, uh, <laughs> we are driving into a right. scoring position or at least tying the game. Right. Now, because it was tied, and all Louisville had to do was kick a field goal, and he fumbled it, and Kentucky goes down and kicks a game-winning field goal. Right. So. I don't know. I feel, I, I, I feel good about the Cats this week, this yeah. Saturday. I, I feel Especially good at home. In. Yeah, I mean, home, field. home game, crowd should be really good. Everybody's the the home, field, home field advantage, and I really think the defense will probably step up and have one of their better games of the season this week. You'd like to see a good game come out of it. I feel like it always is, no matter oh, what. Yeah. No matter if the one team's better than the other, it always comes out to be a slugfest. Right. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna say that it's probably going to be a shootout, and I'm looking at somewhere around, uh, like, you know, in the 40s. Yeah, what is – you go give, – give me a score prediction. Uh, I'm going to say Louisville – 42, uh, Kentucky 24, they pull away at the, at, at the second half. Oh, uh, see, I'm going to have to go Kentucky 38, Louisville 33. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see who's closer, I guess, and we might have some kind of bet. Yeah, we'll have to put a wager on it or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it on a poll or say, like, hey, what's the punishment for whoever loses the maybe, game? Maybe leave the, the wager up to the, the uh, listeners, see what yep, they decide. We sure will. Do you need some fantasy help? Look no further. So this is a big week for uh, the NFL. Thanksgiving week is usually they have a bunch of games on Thursday. They have games on Sunday. It seems like football is on uh, no matter where you look. Oh, yeah. So uh, we thought that we'd, we'd take some time to look at some fantasy football matchups that we like uh, going into this week. 
so any any fantasy football people out there, uh, take our advice. But if we're wrong, then do not get mad at us because we have no <laughs> idea. No one knows how, how well anybody will play. Right. It's football. There's but no telling what's going to happen. Starting out with some quarterbacks. Uh, one that I like is Philip Rivers uh, for the for the Chargers. Put up a 50-burger last mm. week, and they've been struggling to score, and all of a sudden it's, things started clicking. So if Philip Rivers is out there on the waiver wire, I'd, I'd be comfortable picking him up. I, I tell you what, he, he's a he's a solid quarterback. Uh, one that I like this week is uh, Russell Wilson, which, okay. I mean, any week seems like you can like Ru- Russell Wilson, but he's really starting to get back to in form of when they were – he really does uh, look good. Back to back years in the Super Bowl there, so right. I mean he's he's really good. I had him uh, this week or this past week and and he put up a big number. I didn't have him in. Right. I had Carson Wentz <laughs> in, but yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Another guy that I'm looking at is uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he plays for the Bills. Uh, they're playing Kansas City, and last week, of course, uh, was a pretty big fiasco because right. Nathan Peterman started for the Buffalo <sighs> Bills through five interceptions in the first mm. half. And the coach, which he said, we're going to start Peterman this week. Yeah. Peterman goes out and uh, metaphorically uh, pisses his pants. So, oh, man. Wait, actually, he might have literally pissed his pants. I'm not he sure. He may have. But um, Tyrod Taylor, I think, he had 18 points in the second half. 18 fantasy points in the second he half. He should have been week. starting that game. I've never, I never saw the reason to bench Tyrod Taylor. And I think against the Chiefs, who are, are starting to struggle, I think Tyrod Taylor is a, is a good plug-and-play for your fantasy team. Peterman petered out real quick. Petered out fast. Mm, what was it? In 14 attempts, he threw five picks? Yeah, it was I mean, very ugly. Just, and oof. it's not something that you wish on mm, anyone. But Yeah. Who else you got? I got Marcus Mariota. Okay. Uh, I feel good. I mean, anybody playing Indianapolis any week, I yes. think, is probably in pretty good shape. Play anyone playing the Colts. Yeah, but yeah. Marcus Mariota, I think, will will come away with a pretty good week. He's been struggling with health a little bit this year. That's held him back a little bit. But I think yeah. as the year's progressing, he's he's getting a little bit more confident. And yeah. uh, he's got weapons in Tennessee, so I think that's probably a good a good pick. But uh, moving on to some running backs that we like. Uh, Latavius Murray for the Vikings. Uh, they're playing Detroit. Uh, you know, everybody, whenever uh, Dalvin Cook went out for the year, yeah. uh, they people were saying, you know, go get Jarek McKinnon. And, of course, Jerick McKinnon was involved in the offense for a little bit. But now, as the year is going on, Latavius Murray is getting more carries and he's continuing to score touchdowns. So I think the better Vikings running back play is Latavius Murray. Right. Who do you have at running back? I got Alfred Morris, which may be a biased pick. but yeah, We with both Zeke... picked running backs from our teams. But right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, you got Zeke gone. He's going to be picking up uh, the majority of the workload. And, um, it, I mean, Dak is struggling right now, so... I feel like they're probably going to look to run the ball a little bit more. Right. Uh, going on to some wide receivers, uh, I've got Josh Doxson from the Redskins. Uh, they're playing the Giants. The Giants have been struggling defensively. Right. And uh, the Redskins have actually been scoring a, a pretty decent amount of points with Kirk Cousins. And, uh, of course, Terrell Pryor was their big guy that they thought was yeah. going to be a, a stud wide receiver for them. Uh, but he's out for the year. And Josh Doxson was actually coming in and taking some of those those uh, snaps and targets away from prior before he was even hurt. So if, yeah. if Josh Doxson's out there on the waiver wire for you guys, I'd pick him up. Doxson would be a good pick. I got uh, Sammy Watkins mm-hmm. um, going. I mean, they're, they got uh, New Orleans this yeah. week. New Orleans is favored, uh, but the Rams are just a crazy good team. And you'd wish that Sammy Watkins would just, you know, return to form that he did. Right. Like whenever he was at Clemson or even his first couple years in the league. Cause... And New Orleans defense – has been quite a bit better this year. They have. But I don't know. I, I feel like at some point they may you may start seeing those breakdowns. Mm-hmm. And, 
uh, at some point, Sammy Watkins has got to have a good game, and I feel like this could be the week. Now, a lot of people, whenever they're given fantasy advice, they don't say anything about what I believe is one of the most important players on your fantasy team if you, you use this player, uh, and it's the kicker. You've got to have a decent kicker. You have kicker. to have a solid kicker. Right. They can put up points for you and win games. I've had kickers win games right. for me. Right, exactly. Uh, and this week, I, I've lo- I'm looking at Patrick Murray from the from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he They're playing Atlanta, and Tampa Bay is one of those teams. Whenever I pick a kicker, I'm like, I, I kind of want an offense that – uh, can move the ball down the field but struggles a little bit to score touchdowns. Yeah. And that's a perfect, uh, I don't know, equation for a kicker to get right. points. This guy's putting up uh, points for Tampa Bay, I think probably more than the offense is. So right. if, if Patrick Murray's out there, uh, I'd feel comfortable starting him. Well, I tell you what, when it comes to kickers, I get anybody but Blair Walsh. <laughs> anybody but Blair Walsh. Okay, Blair yeah, Walsh of course. is terrible, man. I just I don't know if the kick that cost the Vikings a game when they were playing the Seahawks has just destroyed him. Which plays over in my nightmares. It does. Oh yeah, yeah. Being coming a from Vikings a Vikings fan, fan, I can't even imagine. I do have a Blair Walsh jersey though. I, you know, I was supporting the Oof. guy, but but apparently the team wasn't anymore. But that is mm-hmm. a if you take anything from this fantasy football uh, <laughs> advice that we're giving you, anyone but Blair Walsh in your lineup <laughs> is a good yes. start. Couldn't agree more. That wraps it up for the. Fantasy uh, matchup. Fantasy matchup with <laughs> AY and 2K. Now, without further ado, the best part of the show. There's a story that kind of caught my eye uh, as I was looking for, for some stuff this this week. Um, a man got a ticket from the police for singing in his car. No, dude. If that's it, illegal, then I shouldn't uh, be allowed to drive. Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. A Montreal man says he faces a $117 traffic ticket for singing in his car. Uh, he was driving home, and he was singing along to one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. It's Gonna Make You Sweat. Have you heard that song? <laughs> wait, it's wait. A, That's the name of the song. I'm not, huh. I'm not trying to get you going here. Oh, though. yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, it's a 1990 dance music mash, or smash by uh, CNC Music Factory. Huh. And it's the one that goes like, everybody dance now. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, so no, everybody, yeah. everybody knows You that. have to sing along to that yeah, song. Yeah, so of course, that's what he's doing. Uh, and this guy was just, I'm sure, growing to the beat when uh, he said he was suddenly pulled over by the police and so they they said they asked they came up to his car asked him what he was doing and he and he said nothing of course like yeah. he was just singing and right that's not something that like if you pass somebody yeah. you don't want to like say like oh yeah i was i was singing very loudly yeah. to a 1990s pop hit <laughs> but uh one of the officers asked him if he screamed loudly and he said no i was just listening to one of my favorite songs <laughs> and then he repeated the catchphrase uh to the officer so i'm sure he said ah uh. I'm sure yeah, you have to no, sing no, no. that. Oh right? yeah, you yeah. have to go. Everybody dance now. Right, you yeah. have to do no, that. No, you have to. Apparently, they check his license and registration, and they come back and they hand him a hundred seventeen dollar ticket for screaming in his car. That's what they wrote on the ticket: screaming not, in your car. It's illegal to scream in your car. Uh, well, and I'm sure if you're a police officer and you hear somebody screaming, then you uh, you definitely need to check it out. Yeah, and if. He even said, he said, I don't know if my voice was very bad, and that's why I got the ticket, <laughs> but he, he said he was very shocked. So if your singing is to the point where someone in someone in the police force thinks that someone's dying, then you probably need to lower your voice volume whenever you're singing, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's still not worthy of a ticket, though. I mean, coming from somebody like me who's got some rough road rage, Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's... I, I, I can't imagine. At I'll, least... 
at least 90% of the time whenever I'm driving, I am singing to something. Oh, I, yeah. Like, with all my heart. And yeah. I know that I'm not good, because sometimes I'll even turn the, the music down a little bit and, like, say, like, maybe I, I caught yeah. that note pretty good. Yeah, I, I, think, I yeah. definitely didn't. You just, <laughs> sometimes you just, whenever you feel like singing, you just got to turn the music up as yeah. loud as you can. Right. And drown your own self out if, <laughs> if need be. Yeah, and that's and that's what basically what he was doing. I feel bad for the man. I hope he can appeal the ticket. Or, or, or not surely that judge it. will show some mercy and if i was a cop and i pulled somebody over that's something that i laugh at and say you know what you know yeah. have a good day i'm sorry about that and he make, must have been he must have had a bad day must have had a bad it must have been I mean, a bad it must day. Have been he must have something happened there he didn't have a good morning at home with his he wife probably he probably had blair walsh on his fantasy team right so of course it is the wednesday before thanksgiving mm. uh, everyone is getting into that thanksgiving mood and i think people skip over uh, Thanksgiving a little bit too much because, of course, after Halloween, it seems like the it's Christmas trees Christmas. start going up. And Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays, you know? Yeah. It's because there's no pressure uh, to get anybody gifts. You're just right. giving yourself the gift it's of overindulging yourself absolutely. in all just kinds of different foods. Eat, eat until you hurt yes. and are miserable and just don't like yourself anymore. And it's sure, acceptable. I'm pretty sure that that's like crocheted into one of my grandma's because <laughs> i you know i'm just that's a motto that i think my family follows oh yeah but anyways uh it's time for some thanksgiving food power rankings we love to do power rankings here at uh mm. all you need to know and we're just going to break it down our top five thanksgiving food here we go it is now time for power rankings everyone loves power rankings whoop whoop all right so here we go at number five my thanksgiving food power ranking is the pre-meal snacks. Mm. You know, those olives, uh, celery with pimento cheese on them. There's these weird chips that taste funny, but yeah. you eat them because it's Thanksgiving. Oh, right. You eat whatever you can get your hands there's on. There's cheese. There's all kinds of dips, at least at least in my yeah. house. And no. I think that that's almost as essential to the meal as the rest of the food. Here's the, the thing. The pre-meal, the pre-game. I agree. And in my opinion, I think that... At all times, when at a Thanksgiving family dinner, you should be eating, at least nibbling on something yes. at all times. If you can't go longer than at least 10 minutes right. without putting something in your mouth. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. All right. Number if, five for at number you. five, some people may be surprised, but I've got turkey. Turkey at number five. Turkey. I oh mean, I, I like turkey, and don't get me wrong. You get some good, moist turkey, and. Everything, I mean, it pulls everything together. Right. But I feel like it's too expected. I mean, it's... That is true. That's what you think of when you think of Thanksgiving. You think turkey. Uh-huh. And I just think it maybe, maybe is a little overrated. overrated. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So at number five, uh, the, it's an upset because turkey is overrated. Right. But, you know, you can't have a Thanksgiving meal or maybe even a Christmas meal without a turkey. So um, it is essential, but apparently not essential enough to be in the top four of your Thanksgiving power rankings. Right. So for... Number four with my power ranking is pecan pie. Now, oh man, do I love some pecan pie? If there is, if there are choices for desserts sitting out in front of me, and it's like cheesecake, cake, anything else, and then like you know pecan pie, I'm not gonna pick pecan pie. No, right. But that's it's a Thanksgiving but special. But pecan pie is almost like turkey. It comes yeah. with Thanksgiving. Right. And it shows up whether you cooked it or not. So I think yeah. I've turned around before and I'm like, oh my god, a pecan pie. Where did right that there. come from? Right. Who brought this? And everybody says I don't know. I, I don't know where that came from at all. So pecan pie, uh, it is. I'll, I'll say that it's delicious. It's oh, not my it favorite is. dessert, no. but it's you know it goes with the Thanksgiving meal. Right. So that's why I put pecan pie at number four because you know it's so important to the meal. But of course, 
not everyone enjoys it. And I, right. think, I think most people, as they're eating pecan pie, they're like, this is good, but it's just because it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, my, I got number four at butternut squash. Butternut squash. Butternut squash. Tell me more. Butternut squash is, to me, I had it for the first time, actually, probably a couple of months ago. Okay. And we have uh, the tea room here at Murray State. Murray they State. have uh, the pad up. Yeah. And it's a bunch of home-cooked meals. Home-style stuff. Yeah. So they had butternut squash. Uh-huh. I had heard of this from the TV show Friends because they made, yeah. a, they made a joke about it in one of the Thanksgiving episodes. So... I was like, I'm gonna try that butternut squash. Butternut. I'm gonna try this butternut squash. Yeah. I had it. It's to me, it tasted very similar to like a sweet potato okay. or a yam. Which sweet potatoes are? Do you have sweet potatoes in your top five? I don't because I that's, don't either because sweet potatoes are the worst. Yeah, but sweet, sweet potato fries, good. Yeah. Anything else, sweet potatoes, I'm not a fan of. Sorry if I'm offending anybody. No, Go on. I'm sorry. I, butternut no, squash. Butternut squash, man. That, that's the thing. Is there a little bit sweeter? than sweet potatoes. Perfect. But it's not like the same, I don't know. It, they're, they're just better than sweet potatoes. I wish that butternut squash would find its way to my Thanksgiving table, but I don't know if it will. That's I, just not part of the original thing. I would look into getting some butternut, butternut squash. squash. Even if, if it's like after Thanksgiving, you may get it on sale. So this is a plug for butternut squash, basically. Like, hey, America, go out and get butternut squash right, right. now. Right, yeah. I love it. I agree. So, number three, I have turkey. Turkey comes in a little a little high on the list for me because everybody yeah. thinks, you know, turkey's going to be there at number one, but yeah. it's not. No. It's, it's there, and I almost, like, I say, oh, the turkey's there, but oh, I'm going to eat this stuffing, and yeah. then I'll eat the turkey with it, or I'm going to eat this, oh, you know, God, this stuff. other stuff, and and I'll, I'm going to eat the turkey with it. I think Absolutely. turkey complements the meal, but it doesn't necessarily have to have the turkey. It's necessary. It. It's the thing. Here's the thing. I believe. I'm it's a, the I'm glue a, guy. I'm a firm believer that you got to have a meat. Now, Vegans right. and vegetarians are not—they're not gonna like this. Uh-uh. But I'm a firm believer you gotta have meat with every meal. Yeah. And when you got this much good stuff, turkey really is just the meat with the meal, turkey, in my opinion. Turkey is kind of the least uh, manly meat that you could have. Like right. if you're going out with the with the guys. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like a burger. Yeah. Pork. The broth. Yeah. And then they're like turkey. Eh. Yeah. 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 We'll not do that. But anyways, number three for you. <laughs> number three, I got hash brown casserole. Hash brown casserole. Man. Okay. Some hash brown casserole, I don't know. I, I just got a couple of different members of my family that can make some hash brown casserole that will make you do things that you're just not <laughs> proud of. Which is fine. It's Thanksgiving time and everybody's doing, everybody's having to go up to that uncle yeah. that they don't know and talk to him. That's not something you want to oh, do, yeah. but you do it because it's Thanksgiving. Right. You get to know that uncle and then... Right. You give thanks that you have that uncle even though you don't know that you, uncle. You walk away and you're like, I have no idea who that man is. Yeah. When... When how how do I not see him? How am I related to him? And I don't see him I more than yeah. right. Exactly. Anyways, uh, go on. Anything else? Just no, man. Hash brown casserole. It speaks for itself. It explains itself. It yeah. Does. Strong three. Number two. I don't know if you've heard of this. I don't know if a lot of people have heard of this. It's my fa- It's one of my favorites of my my family meal. Corn pudding. I have heard of it. The sound of it. It doesn't go together. You mean the sound of it, like corn pudding, or like the sound when you put the spoon into the corn pudding itself? Well, like a little it seems like the sound of the spoon going in would also, but I was actually referring to the sound okay. of just corn yeah. and pudding. Corn and pudding together. Yeah. go together a lot better than you think. It's oh. basically like a cream corn. It's a little bit thicker. Uh, it's fantastic. It's oh. one of my. It has to be my favorite dish. 
Uh, it doesn't top the list here, of course, yeah. but corn pudding is, is one of the most essential parts to my Thanksgiving meal, and it's something that I look forward to every year. I'll have to get my hands on some of this yeah, corn, corn pudding. Yeah, corn pudding. Go out, go out and get it in mm. bulk. All right. I don't know if you can go buy it somewhere, but if you can, go buy it. In you bulk. guys got any like five-gallon buckets of corn pudding? Yeah, that's you walk up to Walmart, anybody that you see, and you're just like frantically saying, yeah. "Do you have the buckets of corn <laughs> pudding here?" They'll be scared, but trust me, you have to do it. <laughs> Number two for you. Number two for me, and this is gonna seem odd, but gravy. Okay. Just gravy. Oh, I, everything. I left that off my list. Oh, uh, see, here's the thing. You don't think of it as like a Thanksgiving food. It's more of an accessory to everything. Yeah. But for me, I put it on my my stuffing. Yeah. I put it on my turkey. I pretty much just, I take a big spoonful, or if you got a ladle, like a punch ladle, yeah. I take a big old thing How about of it. a pitcher? A pitcher, yeah. Just pour, pour it. Just put it in a Kool-Aid pitcher and just pour it, it all to the, over. To yeah. the point where the gravy replaces the food on your plate. Yeah, exactly. Then no, just... it should be a pull of gravy, and then you should be like spoon. Yes. No, I, I filling totally spoonfuls. Agree. And you know the phrase, "That's the gravy." That uh, yes. And of course, that that fits in perfectly right. because gravy just goes good. Well, does gravy anything go bad with gravy? Nothing goes no. bad with gravy. It no. doesn't. Are we ready to move to number one? Go for it. Sound the alarms because. Number one, Thanksgiving power ranking. The best there is. The dressing. The dressing. That's it, it, mine too. Your, My, your, oh, your top I is, mean, is dressing. There's no, there is no beating a dressing, especially a, a, a nice, like, like not mushy, mm. but moist yeah. dressing. is just, you can't get better than a little bit of moist dressing. Using the word moist uh, is fine it makes me a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> but i'm gonna get past that because All i right. do agree there has to be a little bit of that oh, to yeah. the dressing to make it a little bit of what <laughs> moist <laughs> it 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 has to have that in it to just be dressing i think and i don't know dressing goes with everything like you're eating a, like a bite of green beans how about yeah, some dressing yeah. with that yeah, how about oh like this is a nice buttery yeah. roll how about you put some dressing in between it and just suck that sucker down yeah i just i mean dressing is the perfect Thanksgiving food. The, you and it don't disappoints me that I only get to eat it around Thanksgiving and I know Christmas. It. Man, I tell you what, I don't know why, but I got home the other night, and or actually this was probably about three or four weeks ago, and in my fridge there was some dressing. Oh, where? From where? The, it was my, just there. My grandmother had made it. Oh. I didn't think anything about it. Okay. I was kind of in and out in a hurry. Yeah. Next time I looked, it was gone. My father had eaten it. Apparently, my grandmother had made it specially for me and my father. Yeah, and you didn't get any of it. I, I didn't get any of it. So, oh. like, I, I was deprived of it, and now I'm just, I, I'm eager That's to get to Thanksgiving. I haven't been able to think about anything else except for dressing, and I'm just so excited for Thanksgiving. I think everyone is, uh, and there you have it. That's our top five Thanksgiving food power rankings. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you're traveling, be safe on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, this has been All You Need to Know. Uh, I'm Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pick. And just uh, happy holidays. Mm-hmm. This has been All You Need to Know. Join us next week and continue to care about our opinions. Until next time.